Churches. Welcome to Bravo and Please, where we're going to get lit off all the latest going on in the Bravo TV world. This is a safe and uncensored space to discuss our love for everything pop culture and 420 related. So grab your can of goodies and let's get lit. Sorry, I just, that's in my head right now because I'm sad. It's the end of Scandaval. Well, the end of the beginning of Scandaval because now that it's over, the good stuff is starting. We're going to actually have time to dig in, analyze, but let me get started. I always go on tangents. I'm sorry, but... Welcome back to Bravo and Blaze. I'm your host, Jenny Blaze, and today is our final live stream for this season, meaning that today we are going to go through the latest new episode of Vanderpump Rules, which was The Secrets Revealed that aired on Bravo last night. But don't forget, we also have the uncensored, pumped up, pumped up edition from Peacock, which I watched this morning and clipped from for Instagram and TikTok. If you are outside of the U.S., you may not have access to this stuff. So I'm trying to do you a solid in Australia, which got bumped from the fourth place to second place of audience viewers. And then we have the U.K., one with a mustache, and Canada, eh? Oh my gosh, am I going to get in trouble for doing these accents now? <laughs> Shoot. I take it all back. Oh my gosh, this girl calls me every time I go live, I swear. Good thing I'm not sharing my screen, but I am about to right now. <sighs> you guys, you guys, you guys. I'm stressed out. Last night, last night, there was... A lot going on I live streamed I did like a watch party on Instagram and it's all on my account you can go check it out um, if you want because I was having live reactions to Scandaval in the secrets revealed we even paused and like stopped on the text messages between James and Sandoval we'll get to all that but before I begin actually I still have more in my intro <laughs> Uh, I want it so essentially these are disturbing times even though these are the best days of our lives but we need this mutual support as much support as we can get which is why I highly encourage you to all join our Scannable Trauma Bonding Group over on Patreon this is where we will continue deep diving on season 10 content and connecting with one another almost like group therapy. Bravo and Blaze on social media and on this podcast are meant to discuss the latest going on in the mainstream pop culture media on Bravo and how that pertains to the true cannabis industry. We've gotten a little derailed because of Scandaval, but after this upcoming break, we will return to regular programming. While we're on a programming break, you know, even Andy Cohen has taken more breaks than I have so far. <laughs> since Scandaval started, but I have great pre
pre-recorded episodes that I'm going to share with you all with amazing guests. We talked about this whole season, we talked about getting a, an expert to define narcissism for us because that word is being thrown around. So we have other fellow content creators and finally we have the CEO of Endocana Health, which I've been talking up and it's been like, oh my gosh, half the year is gone. So we're coming through on that and that goes back to my own personal cannabis journey and you know my health, my wellness. I actually went to the ER during Scandaval Oh my gosh, did Thomas Sandoval do this to me? Because what I'm finding out is I think a lot of it has to do with anxiety. And, you know, it's been peaking ever since Scandoval started. Just saying, I'm just joking around. I hope you all get my humor because I don't really take too much seriously. Um, before I truly, truly begin, I want to make sure to tell you all to subscribe and turn on notifications so you can be reminded to join in on the interactive chat and see all the wonderful visuals for today's episode. However, if you are a podcast listener, don't worry because all episodes are available on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your uh, podcasts. Subscribing, reviewing, sharing, liking, and leaving a five-star rating is incredibly appreciated and helps this show to continue to grow. Also, don't forget our social media handle is at Bravo and Blaze on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, TikTok and you don't stop? That's been blowing up lately, you TikTokers. I still don't really understand that app, but we're, we're doing it. Um, also, I just want to remind everyone that this is for entertainment purposes only. This is not a source for world facts or news. I am simply documenting the emotional journey that Scandaval has led all of us on, and I'm sharing it with you. Also, I want to make sure that it is very clear that although I am expressing my frustration and making opinions that the Bravo Lebs may not like to hear, just know that I'm here to express myself and connect with others. Like I mentioned before, it's like group therapy, which we're continuing in the Scandal Trauma Bonding Group. But I also want to make sure that it's clear that this is by no means an avenue or vehicle for bullying, meaning I do not condone people trying to hurt the Bravo Lebs in any way, physically you know, trying to ruin their lives, their livelihood, um, sending death threats, it's absolutely crossing the line. Like, come on, guys, let's let's not do that. But let's all unpack what we've witnessed. I mean, it's been re-traumatizing every single week, every single day. This is like, I don't remember my BS life, my B4 Scandaval life. I do. These are wild, wild times, guys. Also, as you know, BravoandBlaze.com has all sorts of fun Bravo-inspired merch. I got my Scandaval notebook right now for you to die. And I've been, actually, I took a picture. I've been trying to make my notes look pretty or, like, cute. And I think I'm going to work on that some more. I got some colored pens. I'm going to make it look cute next time, and I'm going to share that with you guys. But also, we have Team Ariana um, merch, and also the pants that I wore at the watch party last week, the Diabolical Demented Subhuman Pants, are also available on BravoAndBlaze.com. I 
already mentioned Patreon many times, but I also have a Scan of All Survival Kit on Amazon. If you're an Amazon shopper, go check out the Scan of All Survival Kit because we have been collecting all of our necessities, our self-care, all the things we need to survive this. We got them for you all in one place. So go check that out. Link, all links are in the show notes. And then again, Patreon, our Scan of All Trauma Bonding Group. And then also, if you're a content creator or an influencer, podcaster, anyone who wants to start a brand online um, and want to start, you could start with a Bravo community, but maybe you have a different interest and you just happen to stumble upon this. Go check it out on Patreon. Um, I don't want to take any more time because... We got to get into this. Okay. I don't have as many screenshots this time because my last live stream, they said I copyrighted even though I was just showing the picture and whatever. I don't know. So let's go into last night's secrets revealed. The first scene we have, they really like, I think they went in chronological order for, for our purposes, but it's over a very long period of time. This Katie and Schwartz scene Right in the beginning is them talking about their breakup, which was six weeks before production even started. So this was like really sad. We see Shorts crying like, okay, he's not dead inside. But also, I I don't know. I had mixed feelings where I'm like, you had so many chances. You could have done something, but you just are a wussy pussy. So I don't know. I kind of feel bad for him, but I also am like, you could have done right by Katie and you just didn't because you are a wussy pussy. Okay. Wait, I have more to say. Um, in the bonus, wait, let me see. Oh yeah. There's bonus footage on this one too. I don't think anything really stood out though. I'm going to go to the next scene. Sandoval's apartment. Okay. Who knew that they still had this apartment in their life? And I almost feel like he should have moved into that old apartment so he wouldn't be, they wouldn't be in the situation that they're in now. Him and Raquel could have like had their, their afternoon delights over there or something. I need confirmation that he really got rid of that. But, all right. Anyways, we see the apartment. It's very gross looking. It just shows like, I don't know. I had a little bit, even Schwartz said, oh, I think I have PTSD from the parking, which must have been a nightmare living there. But just looking around at that apartment, I was feeling like I almost had a physical reaction. I really hated it. And they found like the the beer bong or beer funnel, whatever. And Schwartz clearly is making excuses to funnel a beard. Nobody asked him to do that, and he even tried to get other people to do it. And he's like, well, I guess I'll do it. And, like, these guys really need to take a look in the mirror and look at their habits and why they are where they are right now. But in the uncensored, pumped-up edition on Peacock, they showed a closet where he had all this, like, memorabilia or nostalgic stuff whatever and in there there was a box that said Coachella creepy 
this man in Coachella, it's like, like what a serial killer, like how they collect trophies or whatever to remind them. Ugh, it's like predatory behavior. <laughs> so gross. Ugh. But then, um, what else? Anything else from that scene? Hit me up in the comments if you guys can think of anything in those scenes. Uh, the next scene, though, was Lisa talking about how funny it was that Peter, after the Daily Mail party, he kept saying, like, he didn't remember getting dumped by Raquel. So he basically went up to Raquel. Actually, he went up to James Kennedy first and was like, this is in, they're in work mode. He's supposed to be the manager. And James is being professional. He's like, yes, Peter. He like turned down the music and everything. And Peter's like, so did you, do you always go to mommy or something? <laughs> like, I don't know what it is about Peter being angry, but it makes me just laugh so hard. Like, I love it. It brings me joy when Peter is mad. And because of the Toms, Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz, I feel like they have caused me to aggressively love Peter Madrigal. <laughs> Even in this scene, this scene is pretty wild, actually. So he goes up to James, and James like kind of called him out on being like, that was unprofessional. Um, so Peter walks away. He actually, like, James checked him, and Peter's just like, he took it. He was like, okay, all right. And then James starts singing. He's like, in a galaxy or something like that. I don't know. He's so funny. So then Peter goes up to Raquel and asks if she could talk. They go in the Sir Alley. Iconic. Love it. And he basically is like asking her to break up with him again. <laughs> He's claiming that he blacked out at the Daily Mail party and doesn't remember anything about that conversation. And I'm just like, why is this happening? I think, I don't think he meant to do that. I think, cause there's another scene in the pumped up edition where he's like, he kind of confronted her about talking about, oh, cause James said to him, oh yeah, she said she's gonna break your heart. And like, goes off on him, so Peter, I think was butthurt over that comment and then he basically confronted Raquel and it just was so awkward. <laughs> Gossip news and true crime network. Oh my God, my favorite things combined. Peter is a good looking guy. Even though I am gay, I am into him. That's okay. Aren't we all gay? I have this theory. It's like a spectrum. We're all on it. Like, who knows what happens, you know, when the lights, when you're not looking. Just kidding. Okay. I'm getting derailed. Sorry. Watch. People are going to hate me for that now, too. So, Peter basically gets dumped twice. And in this scene, I almost feel like Peter's demeanor is kind of confusing. Because he is the manager, and why is he confronting Raquel about this? Is it for the show? <laughs> it just was kind of awkward, right? It was so unnecessary on Peter's part. He's so pissed, and I love it. But 
in this moment, Raquel seemed to follow very clearly. And this is where I'm like, I don't think she has any, any like cognitive disabilities or anything. And great. I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying that, but just from that's, this is my opinion from what I'm witnessing. That's what it kind of seems like. And it, it gets turned on and off sometimes. Sometimes you're like, what is that? Is she really like she doesn't know or, you know, like there aren't that many times where I'm like, she clearly knows exactly what she's doing. But when they do happen, I'm like, this is where I'm confused. I don't get it. Because it would be one thing if we could just say like, she never makes sense. So that explains it. But the fact that she does sometimes seem like she is very lucid and very aware like at the pool party after she had already slept with Sandoval is in the house parading around talking about making out with shorts and this other guy. And then um, Lala says to Shayna, she's weak about Raquel. And Shayna goes and tells Raquel, Lala said you're weak. And something about the way she like her response to it, she was like, not a weak bitch or whatever I don't know something about it my witchy senses felt like she that was her Kaiser Soze moment I'm like she isn't a weak bitch is she evil genius I don't know anyways let's move on the next scene is um the girls go out for drinks or whatever. Charlie is serving them. I don't know where they are, but Charlie, they're like, is this your uniform? And Charlie's like, yeah, like as if it was no big deal. There was literally like a hole in the center of her top. If I tried, so I could never work there because I'd have like one boob hanging out this side and probably one hanging out in the middle. Just saying, I mean... I wish I had a picture of that, actually. Anyways, I thought this scene was kind of boring, but they go, it, they're reiterating. Also, I love Sheena's dress, but um, they go through, you know, how Katie didn't invite Sheena on the girls' trip to Vegas and Lake Havasu, but Raquel is invited. Meanwhile, the reasoning that Katie had for not inviting Sheena is that she didn't like that she was encouraging Raquel to make out with her ex-husband but that's where it's like confusing because she still is inviting Raquel who actually tried to make out with her husband. And Lala even said in the pumped up edition, she was like, you have two hands. You can point fingers at both, um, which I thought was funny. Lala has her moments. She's, she's very entertaining. I think she's reality TV gold. Good as gold. All right, what else happened? Let me see. Oh, okay. The next scene is very disturbing. Very diabolical, demonic. It's really twisted, okay? This is the day after guys night at the Mondrian. Remember, they went on the girls trip they she her Raquel and Charlie left and went to meet up with Sandoval and Shayna was there but all the guys James Kennedy Schwartz 
all of them. Brock was there, and that's the the night, allegedly, that they had sex. And this is where I'm annoyed with what we've gotten from Bravo because we don't actually have a hard date because in Raquel's last interview, she says something like, she's like, oh, the first time was like, I don't know, sometime after that girl's trip. When Sandoval, on the other hand, is saying it was the night after that or after the Abbey, which was on a Tuesday. So I don't know what night, what week night it was for the guy's night, but we need to maybe do some more detectiving. <laughs> I like saying that word more than like investigating, but that's what we'll probably cover in the, the uh, Scandal Trauma Bonding Group. <laughs> also, I love the mirror. I hate that it's in Tom Sandoval's house, but I really love that mirror. Um, so yeah, she, this is also, don't forget, Ariana was not out with them at Guy's Night because she was grieving over Charlotte dying. And Charlotte was, her body was not even cold. And they, I think they've been having sex well before the night before, if that's the first time, quote unquote, first time. Yeah, right. Wink, wink. I don't think so. But, oh my God, this picture. Just look at, look at this. Wait, can I zoom in? How can you, like, how could you? How? And he, they're both so, their faces, it's like not even, there's no shame, no nothing, no feelings, demonic. But it gets worse, okay? And I broke it all out on my Instagram. I wrote a caption. Actually, let me see. Did I, do I have it here? I wrote... A little something, something. Okay. This scene is incredibly disturbing. Personal, personally, I think they were already sleeping together before Guy's Night at the Mondrian. But let's just say it happened for the first time that night. This is the morning after that night, and there are layers to this demonic behavior. One, they are pretending they didn't just sleep together. Two, She brings flowers to Ariana, who's grieving her true soulmate, Charlotte. Three, which I think this is only in the pumped up edition, but there's a scene where Ariana is so clearly open and trusting with Raquel, as she indicated when she said, you know, they could have just walked in, you know, like I think they rang the doorbell, knocked and let themselves in. And Ariana's like, why do they do that? They could just walk in. So that shows her level of trust that was taken advantage of. But then, where am, where am I? Four, Raquel tells the man she's having an affair with and his partner about the married guy she just made out with in Vegas. Okay. Number five, she made a dig at Lala for not having a man. Like, that, because that's what... She starts bringing up to Ariana and Tom, like, oh, I guess it was like a big deal after we did make out. And they were saying, like, I wouldn't trust you around my man. And, you know, Raquel seemed proud that she 
said, well, I guess it's good you don't have a man. Instead of, she didn't, so number six on my list, she didn't deny or address the fact that she can't be trusted around men who are taken. Dude, that's, hello. Seven, she's flaunting all of this. She's got a huge smile on her face. She looks like she just had sex 10 hours before and they showed them 10 hours prior. Oh. Also in this scene, there's um, a confessional with Ariana in the Pumped Up edition where Ariana's like basically saying, you know, if Lala's so bent out of shape over what Raquel said, that's basically indicating that she can dish it out, but she can't take it because look at how she behaves. And that's why I always find Lala entertaining because she doesn't have a leg to stand on. But when it's like her time, she's on the receiving end. She's like, oh my God, I'm scared. I'm scared. It's just funny to me. Um, but I need to know everyone else's thoughts on this level of demonic and sociopathic behavior. It's, I felt sick to my stomach. It was bad. It was bad. Oh, somebody said we need an expert. Brittany said we need an expert that can explain Rachel's disorder because what even is that? Yeah. So while we're on break, we were on a break. Um, we're not really going to be on a break for Bravo and Blaze because I pre-recorded interviews and one the first interview that's going to come out next Wednesday is with Dr. Z, who's a licensed psychologist and expert on narcissistic abuse. And we talk about it in the context of Scandaval. We ran out of time. We just barely touched the surface talking about Schwartz and like what flying monkeys are. I didn't know that was like an actual like clinical term that's used. So that was interesting. But um, yes, once we regroup and after our break, um, I'm going to be, you know, programming and scheduling future interviews. So that is a good one. Thank you, Brittany, for that. Okay, what else? Oh, when Raquel was telling the story about Oliver, Sandoval was so, so creepy. Look, I wrote creep in big letters. Creep. 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 Um, he was staring at Raquel with this creepy smile, and it scared me. I felt like I was watching a sociopath. Let's move on. There's so much. Oh, my God. Look at it. They're hugging. Oh, it's been so long since they saw you 10 hours earlier. Dude. Anyway, so in, okay, the next scene is a date between Sandoval and Ariana. He's already sleeping with Raquel at this point. And even he says he wants to use this time to really reconnect with Ariana and not have like he didn't mention anything about his band his business or his mistress but he goes you know not have other things in the way like something about her that says a lot 
right? Like, why wouldn't he say, oh, wait, I think he may have mentioned Schwartz and Sandys, but this is craziness. Like, how? I don't know. But in the pumped up edition, he they show him lying about his age. And I don't understand that. Why do people lie about their age? definitely feels like a reflection of the person who's lying about their age right um he's like all sweaty in this scene too i feel like he may be on drugs or is drinking in this scene too and what like i don't want to knock people for he's doing something recreational so whatever but for him i feel like if he couldn't not drink for his sperm count or whatever, then there might be something, a bigger issue. Um, the next scene, I didn't even, look at that. They're kissing, they're so cute. It's, ugh. Then we cut to Schwartz on a date with a girl who looks like his stepdaughter. Like, she looks younger than my daughters. Some of them, not the three and four-year-olds, but the older ones. And... This whole thing was so lame. He, like, made it about himself. He's talking about himself in the third person as John and tells her this story about, like, oh, should she be mad at John and blah, 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 this hypothetical situation. And it's, like, clearly he's John. But uh, he's look at his face. He goes, date? <laughs> Such a creep. I would like to see the Toms in rehab. Maybe that's what their next season should be. <gasps> Did I just solve all of our scandal problems? <laughs> all right, moving on. The next scene we have um, Christina Kelly, Lala, and Katie with Lisa Vanderpump. They're at, I think, Sir, right? Um, but this is where Lala mentions... Labor Day, and now we know that that was when Ariana's grandmother died. They were, like, arguing or whatever, allegedly. According to Lala, that seems to be her story. But he didn't, instead of going home to Ariana when her grandmother died, he stayed and was, like, drinking and partying with Raquel. And in the Pumped Up edition, Lala even said she basically was, like, he was at the bar most of the time alluding to that he was drinking when that was the time when he was supposed to not be drinking because he was supposed to fertilize Ariana's eggs. This is like Tristan Thompson kind of stuff. Who's worse, Tristan Thompson or Tom Sandoval? Let me know what you guys think. How old is Sandoval in that clip? It said it... It said that he was 40. He said he was 39. I don't know. I thought he was born the same year as me, which means he would be turning 41. It's this summer, I think. I don't know. Um, but yeah, in that scene, Lala is very clear about her suspicions of Tom and Raquel. Okay, this is another really creepy scene. Okay. This next scene is Shana and Raquel at like... I don't know, some play school thing. I don't know. 
It's like an arts and crafts place, and they're like, you don't need any skills. Which reminded me of Denise Richards' daughter, by the way, because um, she said she became a sex worker because she has no skills. And then, I don't know, this just made me think of that. Because a girl working there who looked like a mix of Brittany Snow and Ashley Tinsdale, somebody go and look. Like, for real, I was really focused on that. But in this scene, this is... I think this is the day after the jacuzzi night. And they definitely hooked up that night of the jacuzzi night. We find we find that out in the last, you know, five minutes of the reunion part three. So in this scene, she's telling Shayna, no way did we do anything. So she straight up lied. But on top of it, this is when Shayna said, she goes, we had a conversation. I said, please don't you know, do anything like you would never do something like that. And, you know, she looked in my eyes and said, I would never do something like that. I think this is what Shana was referring to. But then, you know, they flat or cut to Brock with the Toms and they said, no, she didn't sleep over. So they didn't get their story straight. I almost feel like, did they purposely do that? Because they coached her, obviously. She's like, oh, I just told the truth, but left out that we had sex or whatever. Oh, my gosh. And there was a moment where Shayna was like, yeah, that doesn't, like, look that great. And Raquel goes, yeah, so maybe I should have just not told the truth. And I think Shayna, because Shayna goes, no, it's good that you told the truth, but they didn't. Those guys lied. And I think in that moment, Raquel was trying to almost get permission to lie or like test the waters of what kind of person Shayna is. Like, oh, you think I should have lied about that? You know, like, that's okay. You know, I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, Shayna, she looks like a Barbie doll. This next scene is Ariana with Lisa Vanderpump, and I just wrote snort and a bunch of Z's because I thought it was kind of boring. I don't know why they had to include this. I could have used more Tom Raquel stuff, clues. That would have been nice, but it was nice that they show... You know, Lisa Vanderpump in this moment is talking about how she fell off a horse and she's traumatized by the injury and, you know, could have been much worse. People die from that. Yeah, I think her feelings are totally valid. But she mentioned it because she wanted to highlight how Ariana is the one who helped her overcome that and get past that. And she's very grateful for Ariana. And Ariana even had, there was like a moment where she like did a cartwheel and was like giving the finger to the crown and she's like now when you look at that that part or whatever you see that you can think about me doing a cartwheel instead of you know this traumatic event so once again we love ariana 
The next scene, oh my gosh, James Kennedy. Of course, James Kennedy comes through with his confessionals and he's animated. But this is when, in the pumped up edition, they show James and Allie talking about how they're moving into their new house. And James is saying, like, I don't want to be like Tom Sandoval. I don't want to be like Tom Schwartz. Look at them. Like, I. He's talking about how he genuinely wants to, like, build. I, he didn't say wealth, but I'm imagining that's what he meant. Like, build wealth and whatever. And that's where I love James. But then, on the other hand, people, this week, there's a lot been going on around James and, I guess, Kristen. The rumor is, I don't know if this is true or not, but... James and Kristen, back when um, they were at Shana's wedding and Kristen punched James, James allegedly pushed Kristen or something and was caught on camera by Bravo, but Bravo actively, and I don't know if this is true, don't sue me, <laughs> don't cyst and deceased me, um, just kidding, obviously, but there, the rumor is that, shoot, I lost it now. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I really don't even know what I was talking about because now I'm distracted. I'm thinking about Lisa Vanderpump on her horse. What's wrong with me? Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, the rumor is that Bravo covered this thing up between James and Kristen. And if that's true, that's very concerning to me. Um, people are focusing on James, I think. Whereas I think of, you know, like Brock. He has a history, he has a past that he admitted to and said he doesn't want to be that person. And I feel like what Brock has shown us from the beginning of his time on the show is that he is, like, he's doing what he said he wanted to be. And that's respectable. And I like Brock. I always liked Brock. I felt like just because he did that doesn't mean that he's not, he can't be a good person. So I feel kind of the same with James. And if that is true, I hope he does take accountability. And, you know, I hope something is done. I just don't know. This is very messy. Because if this is true, this is a bigger issue at a Bravo level. So we'll see. But um, I think this is where James is saying out loud, you know, he wants to repeat over and over that it's not Raquel. It's not Raquel that I'm upset about. It's Sandoval. And I want to believe him wholeheartedly, but his actions don't match his words all the time. And I do believe that he is very hurt by Sandoval. But, like, he's it's not all because he feels betrayed by him or that he was disposable or whatever. It's more that he's doing it with Raquel, I think. Personally, that's just my opinion. Judas. That's how James Kennedy says Judas. Judas. <laughs> He's a traitor. He's a traitor. Okay. So now we have this last scene. Is Katie, Lala, and Allie. They're getting brunch or something. And... Allie, in the pumped up edition, she mentions 
on March 2nd at almost 1 a.m. West Coast time, which is like 4 a.m. East Coast time, when the altercation between Shayna and Raquel already happened, when all those phone calls happened, when Ariana and Tom were in an Uber. Remember the poor Uber driver? <laughs> I'd love to hear his side of the story. But they were on speakerphone with Raquel and Shayna, who are in New York, and all of that happened. The text message, the last text message before that all happened was James Kennedy to Tom Sandoval saying, um, oh, I'm back at Tom. Tom, where are you? So it was that night. It must have been after him and Ariana left. And at 1 a.m., he responded and was like, oh, all good or whatever, and acting as if nothing happened, which is so scary to me. It's really creepy. And I couldn't help but feel like this is very similar to the very, very random behavior that took place by Tom Sandoval on the day of the reunion filming, okay? I'll put something together. We'll put it in the Scandal Trauma Bonding Group. But we have an IG story from Lala saying, like, she's getting ready to go into the reunion filming, March 23rd, and she says, oh, they're taking away our cell phones, okay? Then, so I'm assuming, we're all assuming they don't have phones, but then remember they go to lunch and they were filming during lunch and that's when he's like, you gotta stop filming me. <laughs> I don't want to be filmed. I don't want a camera on my goddamn face. Um, but yeah, I think they gave them their cell phones during lunch because Shayna, when they showed the rest of them eating together, Shayna had her phone <laughs> with her fingernails while she was like eating or whatever. And then there's a scene in the trailer of Tom Sandoval sitting like in the behind the scenes area or whatever. And um, I forgot what they call it, but he's by himself and it looks like he's on his phone. So that day I was live streaming for my usual weekly live stream. And that week, I think I did over two hours because it was like peak Sandoval and I got off of the live stream. I did all the things that I normally do after I live stream and I checked my Instagram and there was a comment that I made on Tom Sandoval's post from months ago. It was like after BravoCon, I think it was in November after Schwartz and Sandy's finally open and I wrote like, congratulations. Okay, this is pre-Sandoval, obviously. He liked that comment during the dirt while I was live streaming that day during the reunion filming and I think that's really really wild because if it is him why is he doing that <laughs> okay if it's like his manager social media manager or someone why would they do that when they know that we know <laughs> that they're filming. It's like they're trying to mess with me. I feel personally victimized. I'm kidding, don't anybody like call the cops or anything. Um, so yeah, 
that's basically my recap for the secrets revealed. Yeah, that's the last one. Also this week, we had a James Kennedy and Jax Taylor event, a See You Next Tuesday event at Sir on the 13th. I wanted to go so bad, but it was like, I don't know if they sold tickets or whatever, but it was sold out immediately. And James went live. And even before the event, I was like, I tweeted, I said, um, I really need live footage of this event. Because in my mind, I'm like, this is going to be the kickoff of them filming season 11. But I don't think that's the case. Or were they? I don't know. I didn't see any, like, production. But there was so many people there. And James came out and was, like, walking. He was, I got major, like, Teen Wolf vibes from him. If you remember, if you're old like me. I'm 41, by the way. I don't lie about my age, Tom Sandoval. Okay. But if you were born in the 80s, you may remember Michael J. Fox, Teen Wolf. He's on top of the van, and they're doing um, Surfing USA, that song or whatever. And he's, like, doing flips and stuff. And I just got the same vibes with James Kennedy because he was walking on the barricades and go, he was live, and then people are filming him, and there's all these people there. He was saying, I hope you all get in, because it was already packed inside at Sir. And I just, in that moment, I was, like, so happy watching all this live footage and everything. But then immediately I was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I am not there, because I hate sweaty crowds. I don't like to feel like my space is going to be invaded at all. So as much as I love that for them, I just, it looked hot in there. And I'm a sweaty bee. Self-proclaimed, loud and proud. Not proud, but loud. And yeah. Also, Jax um, was supposed to be there, but apparently he had a family emergency. So I hope everything is okay with him. I don't know what's going on with that but obviously we wish the best for them what else let me check the chat let's see guys Alyssa Cindy Luna hey 420 friends um Peter is like the father of this group he is no, I agree. Raquel is social distanced. What does that mean? Charlie is the one who likes to wear holes in her outfit. <laughs> I never understood Katie's reasoning. Oh my gosh, maybe we should do a whole episode or live stream on Katie in the Scandal Trauma Bonding Group. Because I, I feel for Katie. I'm Team Katie. Uh, Brittany, I had a physical reaction to this scene. Absolutely disgusting. Yeah, the one with Tom and Raquel, like, hugging with the flowers. So bad, so bad. It's awful how much they don't care. Yeah, just wow. Who can just walk into anyone's house? <laughs> yeah, I think maybe 
so watching this whole thing play out, I feel like I did learn a lesson. I think I need to be more protective because I could see myself falling into this trap like Ariana. If I had a new friend who was like, oh, let's hang out all the time. And like, maybe they weren't any kind of threat to my relationship because they were in a relationship in the beginning. But now that they're single, you know, like, I feel like I need to be more protective of my bubble as well. Lesson learned. Uh, did you hear him say to her that he hasn't seen her in so long? Yeah, it was like less than 10 hours. She said, long time no see. Tom did. Yes, Brittany, we need an expert. We talked about that for Raquel's behavior. But Lala doesn't say things like that to so-called friends. Oh, yeah, I guess she could say like, uh, I don't know. But does Lala consider Raquel a friend? By the way, there was a scene in, in episode five of season 10 where Lala and Raquel had like a moment in Raquel's apartment. Mm, I think I understand Raquel's disorder. Tell us more. Into his face and someone shared a clip of him telling Jackson Peter in the past that he would be into watching another dude with Kristen. So he enjoyed that story. Yeah, I... I think so, too. This scene broke my heart. They were so cute together. I know it's sad. He's definitely a weirdo. I try to avoid people that creep me out. <laughs> How old is Sandoval? I'm pretty sure he's he was born in 82. But Google, if you Google him, somehow he got it changed. And it says he's like 39. <laughs> How do you even do that? Who puts in that much effort into lying about their age? Like, what it's not even for anything like technical like oh if i do this then maybe i get like some government benefit or something like he's purely doing it for vanity purposes which i find just so bizarre judas oh my gosh this chick calls me all the time when i'm streaming <laughs> All right, well, I want to thank you all for being with me during this Scandal journey. I know season four has been, like, very long, but also <laughs> I feel like it's been very fulfilling, rewarding. We've grown a lot, so I'm hoping during this break, I'm hoping to come back refreshed with some Maybe new graphics, new video, new intro, maybe a new setup. I don't know. I don't want to overpromise, but I'm definitely going to work on upgrading wherever I can. So don't forget to tune in for the pre-recorded episodes that are going to come out on Wednesdays. I'm dropping that like Tuesday night, I guess. So my episode with Dr. Z is going to be coming out next Tuesday. Make sure you subscribe, turn on your notifications so that you can be updated when the episode is actually released. But 
Oh my gosh. Make sure you check all the links in the show notes for more Scannaval content. I even have a Spotify music playlist for Scannaval. We have a Spotify playlist for Scannaval ancillary podcasts, episodes, merch, experiences. I want to remind everyone to make sure, one, that you go to Vegas during BravoCon, whether you go to BravoCon or not, just go to Vegas. Be there with us and get there a day early because we're going to do an event. I'm working on the details of that. That's also something I'm going to work on during this break. So when I come back, we'll have updates on that. And I hope that we can all get to hang out and share our love for Bravo and Blazing together in person in Las Vegas. I want to thank you all for joining. Again, subscribing, reviewing, sharing, liking, and leaving a five-star rating is incredibly appreciated and helps the show to continue to grow. See you next time, fam. Stay lit. Thank you.